0: The Lord God has given me the tongue of the Lord, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated, and I want to welcome everyone who is a visitor. Thank you for joining us. Um, Speaking... On the triumph of faith. The triumph of faith. And last week I said our faith will only triumph if we are violent. That is, if we have violent faith. Because Matthew 11, verse 12, tells us from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And I used to think, who is fighting? Nobody can fight God. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take the kingdom by force. The kingdom is unseen. And the Jesus says the kingdom of God is within us. But we have to take the kingdom because Satan doesn't want us to take the kingdom. There's a lot in the kingdom of God for us to enjoy in life. Life here on earth. And Jesus put, put it this way. I came that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. So that's the kingdom of God. You take it by force. Last week I stopped at the, uh, the faith of Joshua. And those that were with Joshua. And how they followed the instruction that God gave them. They followed the instructions to the T. Because they believed in the instruction. You can imagine what God told them. This sick wall is coming down. This thick wall, wall and your enemies seem like they are secure within the wall. Thus this wall is going to come down. All you have to do is march around the wall. The skeptic would say, Huh? You mean the wall is going to come down just by going around this wall? <laughs> I'll do it, but I don't know about it. But they believed it. And God gave them instruction. We can read in Joshua chapter 6, verse 4. It says, And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of Ram, rams horn before the ark. But the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. Listen, everything seven, seven, seven. The perfect number. is spiritual. You march around it seven times. Some of us have issues that we're de- we've been dealing with. March around it spiritually. Spir- your, your voice is your trumpet, your horn. It's your chauffeur. If you say nothing, if you don't match, if you don't blow the trumpet, the wall's not coming down. And that's by faith. You blow it knowing this wall is going to come down regardless. Why? Because God said so. If I do this, God's going to do that. And I believe that. The wall is going to come down. God says it shall come to pass when they make a long blast, after marching seven times around it, with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with what? With what? A great shout. A great shout. And when they shout with a great shout, the wall, this thick wall will come down. And that's exactly what happened. They messed around it seven times and then the horn blew. That's singing praises to the Lord. Amen. Just like we did this morning. And then they gave a loud shout, a great shout. Amen. Can we see that? Listen Psalm 47, verse 1. He says, Oh, what? Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. There is a shouting to be made. Amen? You got to shout against your enemy. Shout unto God with the voice of what? Triumph. We're talking about the triumph of faith. You shout to God because you believe. They were not shouting to the inhabitants of the people, of the, of, of the people that they were against. They were not shouting at them. They were not even shouting at the war. All they were doing was shouting because God said to shout. They were actually shouting unto God. And if you shout unto God, regardless of what the enemy is brought into your life, that thing is going to come down. Can I hear an Amen. You guys are real quiet. That thing is going to come down. Because God said so. So all clap your hands. That's one of the ways we worship. Some people go to church where uh, uh, I call them the frozen chosen. Nothing moves. And if you are moving a little bit, everybody looks. What is he doing? Something is wrong. If you raise your hand, oh, that's sacrilegious. Clap to God. Clap your hands, what? All you people. Would you do the clap this morning? Clap your hands, all you people. And then shout unto God with the voice of fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout to God with the voice of fire. Notice, it's not the voice of deceit. Hallelujah. Even in the face of difficulty, when you shout unto God with the voice of triumph, God will not pay attention when you shout to God with the voice of defeat. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm shouting. I'm shouting, God. That's beautiful. No. Shout unto God. What? With the voice of triumph. That's the kind of voice that God hears. Yeah. you know why? Because we are people of God. God has made us priests and kings. Just like the priests. God made us that. But look at Numbers chapter 23, verse 21. If you go to verse 19... He tells you, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he has said, he'll do it. If he's spoken, he will make his word good. And they had brought in Balaam to curse the children of Israel. But God tells us in Deuteronomy... Chapter 23, verse 5. He said, I have turned the curse into a blessing unto you. Listen. I have turned the curse into a blessing unto you. Why? Because I love you. That's what God said. I have turned that curse. Whatever Satan has come against your life with. It's because of the curse that God has taken that away from your life. I have turned the curse into a blessing unto you because I love you. You can check that on your own. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 5. You can check that. But notice what we're talking about the sharp now. Listen to what God says in Numbers 23 verse 21. He says, He has not observed iniquity in Jacob. God has not seen any sin on your life. Can I hear an amen? Because you've come to Christ. Your sins have been washed away with the blood of Jesus. God does not observe iniquity in Jacob. Jacob... Was the man a deceiver before God changed his name into Israel? Remember? But God doesn't observe that in you. Can I hear an amen? God doesn't observe that in you. It says no iniquity in Jacob. Nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord is God is with him. And guess what? The shout of a king is among them. The shout of a king is among them. So Jesus is the king, and guess what? Our king is shouting, and he has made us priests and kings. What are we supposed to do? Shout! Hallelujah! Shout with the voice of triumph. The shout of a king is among us. Hallelujah. The shout of a king. The voice of triumph. We are just like him. He lives in us. Amen. That's violent faith. Even in times of difficulty, you're not down. Why? Because the king lives in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if he's living in you, he has that big trumpet inside of you and he wants you to shout with the voice of triumph, not the voice of defeat. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You can't because the king is with you. Hallelujah. Your portion is great. Your portion is great. I want to talk about the covenant that God gave to Abraham. He says. In Genesis chapter 17. From 9, nine and 10. First, he says. And God said to Abraham. As for you. You shall keep my covenant. You and your descendants. After you. Throughout their generation. This is my covenant with you. Listen. This is my covenant with you. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and your descendants. After you, every male child among you shall be circumcised. Abraham at this time uh, was 99 years old. Okay? That old. First, what God did, He said, From now on, I'm going to make you father of many nations. And He was thinking, Ishmael. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, God says, I'm changing your name. May God change your name if He's causing you trouble in your life. Amen? May God change the name of whatever it is and turn it for what is good. God says, I'm changing your name. When God said that to Abraham, I'm changing your name from Abraham to Abraham, father of many nations. Notice what he's asking Abraham to do. From now on, tell everybody, shout to everybody. He said, Abraham, no, no. I'm now father of many nations. Amen. I'm now father of many nations. Notice, Abraham didn't object. He accepted that. He was going to do that. But then trouble came. In Genesis, the same chapter, verse 15, then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah. She shall shall be a name and i will bless her and also give you a son by her then i will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations so god's changing her name she's going to be a mother of nations she was 89 years old <laughs> Wow. She shall be a mother of nations. She was been struggling, like Angela said. All she wanted was just one son. Mother of nations. Wow. And she shall be mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. Look at how Abraham responded. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed. Wow. You know what Abraham was saying? This doesn't make sense at all. I know you are God, but boy, we live on the earth. We understand. We know how things work here. She's 89 years old. He laughed. And he said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is one hundred years old? And when the child is born, it's going to be one hundred years old. And shall Sarah, who is ninety what, ninety years old, bear a child, when she will bear that child it will be ninety years old. So he laughed. But he was concealing concealing his laughter because he was on his face. (laughs) Hello? When God tells us, I'm going to do this. I'm believing God for $40 million for our ministries. Amen. Amen. It sounds like, God's going to give me $40 million for ministry. Give the Ark Fellowship $40 million. (laughs) Where is that going to come from? This pastor... (laughs) He's kidding himself. Hello. There's been a testimony. I'm going to share with you. About giving. When the time is right, I'm going to share with you. It's an amazing testimony. Amen. It's coming. So, he laughed. But God was stirred. Abraham said... Bless Ishmael. <laughs> make this thing come through Ishmael. God says, No, I'll bless Ishmael, but that's not what I'm talking about. She will indeed bring forth a son. And God will stand with him. And guess what? Even if you are in unbelief today, you can make a switch. Can I hear you? I mean? You can make a switch. After God told Abraham that, Abraham didn't argue anymore. He accepted it. And guess what he did? The sign that he accepted what God had done, as soon as he got back home, he changed his name. I am now Abraham. He believed what God told him. Even though he was 99 years old and his wife was 89 years old, he believed that. That's violent faith. I'm not talking about boxing. He's coming against something that is unthinkable. When you say it to people, they laugh. Yet he is going on with it. He's telling everyone, my name is now Abraham, father of many nations. And no more, she is no longer Sarai. God says your name is Sarah. He believed it. Even though it didn't make sense. That's faith that triumphs. That's the faith that triumphs. He wasn't looking to himself how he felt. i we going to go back to that scripture. Reading Romans chapter 8, uh, chapter 6, chapter, uh, sorry, chapter 4, verse 17. He says, as it is written. I have made you, so God's bringing back what happened with Abraham, bringing that to us in the New Testament, and telling, challenging us to believe like Abraham believed. Because now, we are children of Abraham, if we can come to that place where we believe like Abraham believed. That's the faith that triumphs. Abraham was not concerned about how it's going to happen. God has said it. And because God has said it, it was going to happen. No doubt in his mind. Did he have doubt? Yes. We just read about him laughing, right? But he changed his mind. And he decided to obey God. Changed his name. And started speaking things that were not yet in existence. Amen? Amen. He started calling himself father of nations. Many nations. His wife was not pregnant yet. True Sarah. That's the way God wants He says, I've made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed. God. This is the God we are believing in people. God. This God. Who gives life to the dead? Hallelujah. God. Who gives life to the dead? You know what he's talking about? That dead womb. He gives life. Whatever you have conceived in your heart. And it seems like he's dying in you. You feel like there's no way this is going to happen. Don't give up. Just trust God. God gives life. To the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they did. What is God saying? God wants us to call those things that do not exist as if they are there. Because Jesus lives in us. John 14 verse 20. Jesus said, at that day you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me. And I am in you. So we are one with him. And if Abraham can believe and call those things that be not. That were not in existence. Speaking like it's God. Amen. God does this. And Abraham was to do the same thing that God does. Calling those things that didn't exist as if they were there. Amen. It's not a religion. Amen. This is faith in the almighty God. And God stands by his word, What he has spoken. Before whom he believed. (laughs) Because those things. Which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary. That's Abraham now. Contrary to hope. in hope believed amen in hope believe. what does that mean you are believing God things don't seem to go the way you want it to go but he's still believing in hope sometimes he's wondering right but he still believes don't let go of your hope don't let go of your dream don't let go of what God what you are believing God for Trust in God, the Bible tells us, with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You can't understand how God's going to do it. Forget about that. That's his business. It's not your business. All he's asking you is, keep that hope alive. He believed in hope. In hope he believed. What is God telling us? He says it's going to be shifting back and forth because of what the enemy is going to be doing, coming and telling you. Are you sure this thing is going to happen? That's one week. The next week he comes back. Are you sure you think God really meant it? That's what Satan told Eve in the garden. Are you sure you shall not surely die? In you know, other words, this is not going to ever happen. It will happen. If you keep hope alive. Amen. Amen. It will happen. Contrary to hope. Basically this is insane. There's no way to believe this. And that's what God is calling us to do. To believe in the impossible. Amen. And if we shout with the voice of triumph even during those times of difficulties, uh, God will come through for us. I've often said it, and i said it recently, if you're looking for direction and you meet Mr. Satan, and he tells you, uh, this is the way to go, thank Mr. Satan, go the other way. Because when he starts talking to your head, and troubling you about the hope that you have, guess what? He's threatening. Can I hear an amen? The reason is talking to your head and tempting you to lose your faith because he knows it's going to happen. So contrary to what's going on in your mind, that's where the battle is. The mind, your spirit is believing. Stay with what your spirit is giving you. Contrary to hope, he believed. He believed in hope so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. See, it's according to what God said. Every time it's always according to what God has said. And if you believe what God has said, it's going to happen the way God has said it. Listen. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. So don't look at the circumstances concerning the miracle you are believing God for. Because if you look at the circumstances, it's just like Peter walking on water and seeing the waves and the wind, and all of a sudden, you're no longer there. You begin to sink. But thank God, Jesus is always close by. And he will never allow you to drown, he's going to lift you up and say, Believe again, believe again, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. I mean, sometimes we think about these people and we don't realize they were just human beings like us. He has to be thinking. If he tells a friend, that friend will probably laugh and think, you're nuts. You're you're real nuts. You're crazy. If you think that woman is going to give birth and you can do something about it, forget it. It's not going to happen. And he knew it. But he ignored it. That's what God, when God has spoken, ignore the circumstances. Ignore everything that's coming against your mind concerning the miracle you're believing God for. How many of you believing God for something this morning? Do you believing God for it? Hold fast Amen. to your hope without wavering. because he who promised is faithful. God is going to do it. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Unbelief is different from doubt. Okay? Unbelief is in your mind, God has spoken, but I'm not going to believe that. I don't think it's going to happen. You can doubt, but when God corrects you in your spirit, then you enter back into faith. That's why we have little faith, strong faith, because little faith will doubt from time to time. Amen? He wasn't in unbelief. You cannot get to your goal with unbelief. Unbelief is, God said it, but I really don't know. I'm not going to go there. And once you get into that place, I mean, you've opened the door for Satan to come in. To minister to you. To tell you, this is never going to happen. You've lost your mind. What God told you that. Listen. A lot of people, they go, they want to hear somebody tell them what God's saying. Which is okay. Because God ordained that. But the Bible says, There is a more sure word of prophecy. The Bible is the more sure word of prophecy. Why don't you believe what the Bible says? This is solid. It's better God helps us when he brings somebody to speak to us in prophecy. But what's happening? God saying, why don't you believe my word? Is always according to what was spoken. I came, John ten ten, that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. That's the reason to shout. Amen. If you believe it, you tell yourself it's going to be well. Amen. Even though you are in difficulty, it's going to be okay, because Jesus. He said, you know, when you read in the scriptures, you read about, about uh, Lazarus, whom Jesus loved. It thesis. this. It says, the one whom you love is sick. And Jesus acknowledged that and didn't go for two days. How can you say you love me, you didn't come in time? That's what we will do. If you really love me, you would have just immediately left everything you were doing and come. Jesus didn't go. What am I saying? Even if there is a delay, amen? The miracle is on his way, the resurrection is on his way. And when it's over, the miracle is even greater than you thought. If Jesus has healed him, ah, we've seen Jesus heal people before. But raising the dead, that's another thing. I mean, whatever is dead in your life, he's going to come alive today in Jesus' name. Whatever is dead in your life, he's going to be awakened today. God will give it resurrection. Resurrection time has come. Can I hear an amen? amen? Resurrection time has come. God gives life to the things that are dead. And whatever is dead in your life today, maybe you've been struggling with something, an addiction, whatever it is. And you say, there is no hope in this. There's no way. And maybe you're here just to see if God would do something. I'm telling you, God's going to do something about it. You know why? He loves you. He loves you. That's what the Bible says. I have turned the curse into a blessing unto you. Why? Because I love you. Because I love you. God's love for you can never change. No matter what you do. His love is always there. The thing is to respond to that love. <laughs> when you respond to that love, that love envelops you. And when that happens, light comes into pain in your life. And then you begin to see the problem disappear before you. Because light doesn't ever fight with darkness. We know who is going to win. Amen. When you embrace Him, and you embrace love, you embrace light. And when light comes into your life, your faith is increased. And the fear is gone hope comes up within you and something in you tells you the problem is dead even before it happens amen Amen. that's the god will serve why is god showing us abraham he wants us to do the same Amen? amen he wants us to do the same stand up with me this morning Today, notice what God said. I have turned the curse into a blessing. Amen. Amen. That's also in Habakkuk chapter 13 verse 2. I have turned the curse into a blessing unto you. Because I love you. Amen. Amen. That's in Jeremy. I put the two together. Amen. Because I love you. God says He loves you. You know what we're gonna do today? Whatever is causing you problem. God said, I turn the curse. Now you speak to that thing. Amen. And curse it and command it to turn into a blessing. The Bible says, if you speak to this mountain. And you do not doubt in your heart that's going to happen. Yes. Are you going to speak today, or are you are going to be mousy? Please sit and leave me alone. Leave me alone, Jesus, Jesus. Please tell Satan to leave me alone. No, shout with the voice of triumph and speak to that pain, and believe that God's going to come through for you. Amen. Are we ready to shout? And shout to that thing and speak to it. I not only want you to shout. I mean, we have to act on the word of God. We are not hearers only. Amen. We are doers of the word of God. And when we do, just like Abraham did, God responds. Can I say an amen? Are we ready to shout? Okay, now shout to that problem. And begin to tell that problem to wither away out of your life. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. If you want to pray in the Spirit, you can do that. But don't be silent. Speak to that. And you know what's bugging you. And you know what you are believing God for. Just speak to it today. Because the Lord God is with us here this morning. I speak to every problem that's come against your life. In the name of Jesus. Like I pray every morning. I want God to bless the people of the Ark Fellowship. God' reaching out to you today, and God's going to take that problem out of your life. If you need a job, you'll get a good job, not just a job. If you need finances, God's going to load your life with great finances. If you have trouble in your home, God's going to change that today, because we are calling on the name of Jesus, and we are giving Jesus a lot shout. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He is here with us. He is here with us. Jesus is with us. God is with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Emmanuel is with us. We have no reason to be afraid of anything. Emmanuel is with us. Emmanuel. God is with us. If God be for us, who can be against us? What can be against us in life? And God is certainly with us. Amen. That is violent faith in God. Can I hear a good shout again? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. We believe in Him. We believe in Him. We believe in Him. We believe in Jesus. It's well. It is well. It is well with your souls saved with me. It is well with my soul. Jesus is with me. I have no reason to be afraid. I have no reason to be anxious because Jesus lives in me. Hallelujah. Pastor Larry, please come up.
1: Praise the Lord. How many of you are ready to let the Lord fight your battles? Amen. Amen. This is how I fight my battles. That's what came to my heart when I said that. This is how I fight my battles. But we want to before we close this service, we want to give everyone here. We had never close this service without asking people, without giving people the opportunity to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only here in our service, but out there, if you're watching us somewhere out there across the internet, Facebook or wherever you happen to hear this word today. God wants you to have this faith. He wants you to have your victory. He wants to give you strength to be able to fight your battles. Because our battles are not fought in the flesh realm. It's fought in the spirit realm. And people try to fight their battles every day, the hardest they can physically, and get defeated over and over and over again. But we fight our battles in the spirit realm. That's where our battles are and that's where we defeat them. But you can't defeat them without Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus today, we want to invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, both here and out there. So if you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know Jesus, you can accept him right now. Would you just bow your heads with me for the moment? If you want to, I want everybody to repeat this prayer. But if you mean and truly want to accept Jesus Christ, repeat this prayer that I'm going to be praying here in a minute. And if you mean it from the bottom of your heart, God said you'd be saved. It's not just words, it's the attitude of our heart. Are we coming to Him for repentance for what we've done? Are we going to turn from our evil ways, and are we going to turn to Jesus? That choice is yours here and yours out there. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ today, would you repeat this prayer after me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you in Jesus' name and ask you, Lord to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Father, I thank you that you sent your Son, Christ Jesus, to die on the cross for me. And I believe that he died for my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Guide me, direct me from this day forward. To live my life for you. Walking away and turning from the world. And turning to you. I believe that you arose on the third day. And that you sit at the right hand of the Father. Making intercession for me every day. You are my strength. You are my strength, Lord. In all of my trials, you will be with me. As I say no to Satan, and to his temptations. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.